Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 319. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening once again. We appreciate your loyalty. Thanks for downloading. And you first-time listeners, we're glad you found us and we hope you enjoy the show and become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Google turns 20. How Australian shoppers are being targeted by cyber criminals and how property developers are utilising solar and battery solutions. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new Arlo security lighting system. Fantastic Furniture have released an exclusive Star Wars collection, and Kogan has got a new and affordable Windows 10 tablet. And we'll wrap it all up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. A huge show for you, so we're just going to dive straight in. Well, it was a special birthday late last week uh, for some uh, a company that we all know, we all know so well that they've become a verb. Google has turned 20, and they are big. You are a big company when your the name of your company becomes a verb, and I'm, I'm sure plenty of you have said this. I'm just going to Google that, or you've been told to Google it. So that's that's pretty big when you enter the lexicon like that and become a verb. And uh, what what a birthday, what a company, 20 years. 1998 is when Google kicked off. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm showing my age here. I, I can remember the internet before Google. Uh, I, I got the internet connected uh, at my place here in 1995. I had uh, 14.4 modem dial-up, of course. And I can still never forget that feeling of being of, of having knowing that my computer was connected to something else and seeing these pages appear on my on this browser. I had the Netscape Navigator browser. It was it was amazing. And for those of you listening who have had the internet your whole life, you're probably wondering, well, what's this old kook talking about? Well, it was just a fascinating time. We were suddenly this connected world. And I can remember the only time that we ever heard, that I ever heard about new sites were talking to other people who were also connected. I remember asking around the office when I used to work at News Limited, just say, are you on the internet yet? And they'll go, no, no, I haven't connected. And there were some of us that were already on the internet. And I was one of the earliest people on the internet in my office. And the way we used to discover new sites was by word of mouth. So you'd go home, usually with some scrap pieces of paper of people scribbling an address on a scrap of paper, and you go home, you've got all these little bits of paper, and you're typing them in, and you're seeing these new pages, which it was just fascinating. I can even recall buying an Internet Yellow Pages. So this was a couple of years after I'd connected, but not even that. 
and it was this massive volume, this really thick volume, just totally filled with addresses, all these all these website addresses about all kinds of things. It was it was done section by section. So one section was about sporting sites, another section was about tech sites, another one was about music, movies, fashion. So you could go through this yellow pages and find these new cool new sites. So uh, at the time, I'm thinking, wow, what a great idea. But then in 1998, Google came along, and they have changed the world. They have the, the, the concept that they started out with was indexing the Internet. And at the time, in 1998, there was still 25 million web pages. That's how big the Internet was. That might sound like a lot, but it's actually that's pretty small when you consider there's tens of billions of thousands of billions of pages on the Internet now. So there, what they did at first was to index every site, every link, so that they knew where everything went. So if you were searching for a particular thing, they had, had already been down all those links and could tell you. That's how Google works at its basic level. So they came along and they suddenly put the world at our fingertips. And... It was the start. The timeline of Google is really interesting. 1998, they kicked it off. It was the co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin had this idea and wanted to index the internet. So that, those 25 million pages in 1998, that seems pretty small fry now. Now today, they're indexing hundreds of billions of pages which is more information than all the books in a library can hold. You think about all the information that's on the internet now. Today, Google is available in more than 150 languages and more than 190 countries. But the, the timeline, as I mentioned, is really a really interesting one. And what, what I've found, this is some really, really interesting info here. Google, uh, when it was founded in, in 1998 by Larry Page and Sergey Brin, one of the early angel investors was a, a person by the name of Jeff Bezos, who went to was uh, the Amazon founder. So hasn't he, hasn't he done well with Amazon and also an early investor in Google? But here's the funny one. This is what made me laugh. In 1999, so a year after Google set themselves up, Larry Page and Sergey Brin tried to sell the company. There was an existing, now defunct, search engine back then, early one, called Excite. And they went to Excite and made them an offer. They asked Excite whether they would buy them out for the princely sum of $1 million. Imagine if you could go back to 1999 and buy Google for a million dollars. Well, guess what Excite did? Turned them down. They said they 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 said that price was a, that was overvalued. So they said they said it was too much. A million bucks. You think they'd like to go back and do that have a do over with that decision? It's it's like the movie executive that knocked back Star Wars, I think at Universal Studios. They had first crack at Star Wars, Universal said, "No, nah, not for us." But anyway, great, great decision right there. And Excite, wow, that's why we've never heard of them ever again. Sank without a trace. But they, Google survived. They stuck at it on their own, found more investors, uh, opened up their Mountain View offices in 2003, launched Google Maps and Google Earth in 2005. Again, uh, essential parts of our lives. 
Their first time hitting a billion queries a day, searches a day, was in 2009. Pretty cool. They went on to launch their first branded smartphone, the Nexus One. Uh, that was in 2010. But that, I mean, back in 2008, they introduced the Android smartphone operating system. So they're busy guys over there. They actually bought Motorola back in 2011, if you cast your mind back to that. But then they sold it to Lenovo three years later, hopefully at a profit. First year that Google hit $50 billion in revenue was 2012. In 2017, last year, their annual revenue was $110 billion. They restructured in 2015 and now uh, has Alphabet as their parent company. And in 2017, they launched Google Home smart speakers here in Australia. But search is still obviously their bread and butter. And they're, as they're marking their 20th anniversary, they're asking themselves and telling us, what is the next chapter for search? How is it going to change? And their answer came in three parts. They're going to shift from answers to journeys. So they're going to help you resume tasks where you're left off to help you explore new interests and hobbies. So they're bringing new features to the search. They're shifting from queries to providing a queryless way to get information. So Google, and this is all backed up by AI and neural networks and all this artificial intelligence. So they're hoping they can provide relevant information that's already related to your interests. They're kind of trying to anticipate what you want to know. They're also going to shift from text to a more visual way of finding information as well. They said in this in their blog. So trying to bring a more visual content to search and completely redesigning Google images to help you find information a bit more easily. Interesting times already gone by, 20 years of Google, where would we be without them? I, I say to my kids, don't ever complain to me about school because when I went to school, I never had Google. You've got Google, so don't complain. One, one three-second search on Google usually took me to find the relevant information for an assignment. I have to go to a library for three hours with a bunch of 20-cent pieces and finding stuff to photocopy. That was as good as I could go. So Google has changed everything. I often wonder how I'd go at school if I had have had Google back then. I did my HSC in 1985, so uh, well before the internet. So today, students, you don't know how good you got it. Uh, appreciate it. Google, 20 years old, and here's to the next 20 years. Imagine where we're going to be. Uh, I wonder what episode of Tech Guide we'll be up to then, probably in the thousands, hopefully. You want to read more about Google's 20th birthday and the that milestone, those list of milestones in the timeline? Some interesting reading there. You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Well, we do take our cyber threat seriously. Uh, we are, in fact, sponsored. One of our sponsors is Norton, a company that's uh, helping to protect us online. And this actually, this next story about the Australian online shoppers being targeted by cyber criminals was, act was actually uncovered in new research that uh, has just been published by Norton, which is a, a Symantec company. So uh, they are one of our sponsors. Just want to get that out there. But this report they uh, supplied us with last week talked about this increase in attacks against online retailers, uh, ticket sellers, airlines. Uh, these, the, uh, the whole goal of cyber criminals is to intercept your credit card details to either defraud you or to on-sell that information to identity thieves. And part of this report uh, was uncovering a, a, a new type of attack or newish type of attack called form jacking. Now you think of when you're when you're online shopping, 
there's often a an area where you're checking out where you need to you need to put all your sensitive information your name your address your email address your credit card details all that information is usually placed inside a form on what we hope is a secure website so this this form jacking they call it was uncovered uh, and picked up by Symantec's Intrusions Prevention System Technology, that's their IPS technology, which is designed to protect websites from these types of attacks. Now, you think of the websites where you do enter that info, most online shopping sites. In fact, two pretty well-known sites were victims in this attack. One was Ticketmaster, so people where they buy their tickets, concert tickets and sporting tickets. The other was British Airways. So how it works is form so the criminal the criminals the cyber criminals use a JavaScript code on the site's payment form so they don't have to overtake the whole site it's just that little form they get into that code that supplies the payment form and they set up this little JavaScript code that's designed to collect all the information that's entered in that part of the page so when the customer hits submit that's also captured using this malicious code. So one method that the attackers used, they used a supply chain attack to gain access to the website, and then they changed the code on that payment page so then they could capture, see that information, either use it to defraud customers or sell their details to other criminals on the dark web. A real worry, and like this, this is... The, the problem, the size of this problem is is alarming. It's according to Symantec, form, form jacking's been around a little while. What's alarming is that since August this year, there's been almost a quarter of a million attempts of at form jacking that have been blocked. So more than a third of these, though, have occurred in the week between September 13 to 20. So when compared to the same time a month earlier, it has more than doubled. Now we suspect that this is in the lead-up to Christmas where people are going online to start their Christmas shopping and actually do their Christmas shopping. Uh, and you've seen on our story, you'll see a graph there, the blocks uh, from the August 13 onwards, uh, that the increase in, in, in a form jacking attacks in recent months and weeks. So uh, a real worry there. I mentioned earlier the companies that were attacked, it was Ticketmaster, they, uh, these large e-commerce businesses, they're, they're no small firms. These are all kinds of businesses. So it could be little small niche fashion retailers online up to these massive corporations. Ticketmaster, British Airways. Symantec said that between September 18 and 20, which was only a week and a half ago, they observed 57 websites have been impacted ranging from the small niche online retail sites to these larger retail operations. The websites affected include a fashion retailer in Australia, a supplier of outdoor accessories in France, and a fitness retailer in Italy. So they're not discriminating uh, on where they're operating, but there has been a, a fair few attacks here in Australia and something that we really need to keep an eye out for. Uh, all, all these sites, uh, the, the, the worrying thing is the sites appear normal. You go onto that site, you, you, you wouldn't think anything's wrong. 
uh, if the websites haven't been doing their homework, if they're not running that, that IPS technology from Symantec, then this is a possibility. So when you're filling out a form, uh, this is a possibility. The websites now know they do have to uh, increase their awareness and also have this technology running, this protection technology running on their websites to protect their customers because it's the customers that are the victims, not the websites themselves. Their customers are the ones whose details are compromised. So uh, how do you protect yourself? Well, you're going to hope the website's protected you as well. It doesn't hurt, though, to have your network-based protection, file-based protection as well. Uh, Website owners can use that IPS technology but also use content security policies to detect and lock down uh, any third-party script appearing on their website. If someone, if a hacker puts some code on your site, this sort of technology can detect it. It's like, uh, like a in the physical world, in the real world, it'd be like a, a, a burglar breaking a small room in the back, a small window in the back of your house to gain access to your home. Similar kind of third-party detection here. If this code appears on your site that wasn't put there by you, then the alarm bells go off. Hopefully. Form jacking. So be careful out there. Make sure the site that you're shopping on is shopping with is secure. You don't want to be a victim of form jacking. A friend of mine actually said that he was a victim of this exact thing just a couple of weeks ago. So uh, be careful out there. Make sure you shop in uh, reputable online stores. You want to read more about that story, the about form jacking? You can see that at techguide.com.au. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now you all know that I'm a I'm a convert to uh, solar panels and uh, and battery storage. In fact, the company I'm about to talk to is the company who helped install my own system here. I've got uh, panels and a, and a battery, a Sonnen battery, and I am am on the Sonnen flat program. So it means I pay a, pay a flat rate of electricity, forty dollars per month. That's down from my normally quarterly bill of up up to $1,000 a quarter. So my electricity bill, thanks to Sonnen Flat and my panels and battery, is now lower than my mobile phone bill, which is really, really nice in this time when energy prices are only going up. Natural Solar have partnered, though, with a company called Nimble Property to open a development up in Lake Macquarie uh, in Warner Bay, Warner's Bay and Marks Point. This is uh, the first for its, of its kind in the region, and this development will see 16 new homes constructed, and each of them will have a solar and battery solution. This is uh, in partnership with Natural Solar, as I mentioned. So each of the 16 new homes will have 5.13 kilowatts of solar panels and a 7.5 kilowatt Sonnen battery. So what this will allow residents to use the Sonnen Flat Energy Plan that I spoke of, you, they start as low as $30 a month, and for these smaller homes, that's probably enough. I pay 40 because I've got a two-story house, slightly bigger home. There is even a larger, if you're a real big, big energy user, there's also a $50 flat plan as well. But you've got to have the panel, uh, the number of panels and the size battery to back that up as well because basically how it works is that Sonnen links all the batteries 
and for the your monthly fee, they look after all the grid balancing. So they send out power, they give you power if you need it, so that they all join up all these batteries, and you you're never short of a charge. You've always got power to run your home. So we're producing our own power, storing some, using it, but also lending it out through Sonnen if it's required as well. This new develop will be exactly that. It'll operate in the same way using Sonnen Flat. The development will collectively, they're estimating, will save the residents more than $32,000 each year on the price of power with the systems paying themselves off in just six years. So first of many new developments that are going up in the Newcastle and Lake Macquarie region, Nimble Properties has entered into this strategic partnership with Natural Solar. So expect even more developments to include this technology, panels and battery. It, it, it's, I think my prediction is that in the next few years, it'll be law for new homeowners. If you're building a new home, that you have to have solar panels and maybe also have to have a, a storage battery. Great great call if you have panels already. You can add a battery. I think you need the whole the whole uh, solution there to get yourself uh, these even, even bigger savings. So I think you, if for anyone who, you can read this on Tech Guide, of course, this story, but if anyone is thinking of doing this for their own home, uh, nothing's stopping you. You don't have to be part of a development. Just like myself, I, I went out and I, I got, got the panels, got the battery, and now... Um, I've not seen a bill from Energy Australia. All I pay is my $40 a month to Sonnen, which is a, a way better arrangement if you ask me. Yeah, there was a, an outlay. I've written about all that on Tech Guide. There was a few thousand dollars uh, and no, not much more than what people would pay on a kitchen or a bathroom reno anyway. Uh, in, but in my case, this investment is paying itself off after about five and a half to six years. And with a lifespan of the battery of more than 20 years, the panel's similar, if not longer. Uh, it's going to well and truly pay itself off uh, into the well into the future. And the, the those savings I mentioned of the residents, that, that's, if, that's not taking into account the potential 20% increase of energy prices year on year, which is kind of what we're facing. Uh, so a great example they've used there, not, not the first development. There was one, I think, at Kernel I wrote about a few months ago. Uh, this is another development, but expect to see many, many more. There's a lot of individual homes that are also going down this path as well. Natural Solar also uh, helping out there. They're the Australia's largest lead and leading solar and battery provider, Natural Solar. They do a great job. I know that for a fact they put in my system, and I'm really happy with it. You want to read more about this development uh, up in Newcastle? Uh, Lake Macquarie area, I should say. You should. Uh, there are some some renders too of what, what the property is going to look like. They're still building them, so uh, it looks really nice. The, this development, what a lovely place to live, and you're going to save a ton of money on your electricity. You want to read more about that? Check it out. Techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. You probably have antiviruses on your computers and tablets. Mad if you don't. But did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected home, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything that's connected to your network. You think about it. It can infect your devices, steal your information, and potentially even spy on your home. And unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. Introducing Norton Core, it's a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed 
and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices, such as computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers, and much more, protecting all of them from digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. It's got also built-in parental controls, so Norton Core can let you set screen time limits by device or by user, set content filters, and even pause the internet across your home, all from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. All righty, kicking off uh, the reviews this week is a new uh, security light system from Arlo. Arlo is a was a company uh, associated with Netgear. Arlo is now its own company, its own entity. It has separated from Netgear. It is its own. It's listed on the stock exchange. It's got its own identity now. Uh, and uh, Netgear actually grew the brand, sort of bought the company, and developed this amazing these amazing products. The Arlo name you probably associate with the wire-free cameras that we've spoken about several times on the Tech Guide podcast. So uh, Arlo's latest product, though, isn't a camera. It's a security light system. But like the Arlo cameras, they are 100% wire-free and weather-resistant. Now, being lights, pretty much uh, people have heard of sensor lights. These work in the same way. They're designed to illuminate outdoor areas around your home, around your office, and allow you to receive alerts. Unlike a regular motion sensor that just turns on, this does that as well, but you can also send you a notification when motion is detected. It'll send you that through the Arlo mobile app. A lot of people wonder, well, do I really need a smart light, a security light? Well, you do if you are already part or want to be part of the Arlo ecosystem. So the Arlo lights can actually talk to the Arlo cameras. Once they're on the same network and set up, if the light goes off, say, at the front of the house, it can send a message to the Netgear, the, sorry, the Arlo camera to begin recording. So it'll, it'll have a heads up that there is movement in the area. It's already rolling rather than the motion having to wait to come in front of the camera the camera's already aware that there is potential, potentially motion nearby and they're switching on ready to go. So uh, it really adds to the value of the system when you've got these things working together. Each LED light is 400 lumens. That's really bright. Brightens up our, brightens up our driveway, uh, the front of the house where we've put them, areas like your entrance, uh, your, your walkways, front gates, front yards, side passages. If you've got a long driveway, I've got a long driveway and it lights up half the driveway. So uh, really handy to have. They're also customizable as well. So you can make them flash, flash on or off, change the colors. You can even adjust the beam width. So all, all this is right at your fingertips. You can also uh, turn on a little bit of automation as well. So you can make them light up, turn off. You can even make them light up. Uh, talk to inside lights and inside devices to turn on as well so that you can give the impression that you're home, that you're turning stuff on, uh, not a bad idea. Uh, I already mentioned that it works with the Arlo cameras. Uh, you can program them to receive, to record whenever Arlo the, the Arlo light detects any motion. And you can also have custom automations. Uh, if you've got other smart devices, you can even control these using simple voice commands through Amazon's Alexa. 
setup is really easy. Uh, you can sync it through your home wireless network. You do uh, receive a, a bridge, uh, this small device that plugs into a PowerPoint. That's kind of the, it piggybacks that onto the onto your network. You just got to plug that into a central wall socket in your home and then that'll talk to the lights, keep them connected to your to your internet at home. Uh, really easy to set up, and but can be really handy to have, especially if you're, you're out a lot. You, it's great to have uh, some security around your home and lighting up the way. If there anyone normal, the first reaction if there's an intruder and a light turns on, they normally hightail it out of there. Having this bright light that's also talking to Arlo cameras as well is a nice double whammy of security to have. They've got rechargeable, removable batteries on board as well. They last a long time, uh, and that's the good thing. You can just recharge rather than having to go shell out big money for specify, specific uh, batteries. You can recharge the one that's inside already. The Arlo security light system available in a single or double pack. Single pack's 249 bucks, 399 for the double pack. Well worth it. If you've already got Arlo cameras, even better. Even if you don't have Arlo cameras, they can come in handy. Maybe get Arlo cameras a little bit down the track. You want to read that story, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, we had a lot of fun, a lot of interest writing this next story uh, about fantastic furniture. And they've launched an exclusive Star Wars collection. It started this week. So get into your fantastic furniture store. They've done a deal of collaborating with Disney, which is the company that now owns Lucasfilm, which is the uh, studio behind Star Wars. One of the most recognisable franchises in the world, in, in movie history. This is an amazing franchise, one of which that I'm a massive fan of. So don't get me started on that. So this was very, very interesting to me, and I'm perusing a few of the items that are on the that are available here for this part of this Star Wars collection. They uh, did start on Monday. The availability in Fantastic Furniture Store. So the range includes everything from beds and cupboards, tables, stools, cushions, lampshades, even Manchester. So you, you've got. An X-Wing bed, for example, $349. Looks like a little X-Wing. Death Star table. So it's a circular table. That The surface of the table is the Death Star. And you can also buy a matching seat for 49 bucks. The table is hundred is ninety nine bucks. That's pretty cheap. The matching seat is forty nine bucks. So for one hundred and forty eight dollars, you can have the Death Star table and the matching seat. I'd buy two seats just to make it interesting, or three even for that price. Have a little a little dining set, Death Star dining set, pretty cool. There's also wall art, which are made basically the posters from the films. They're fifty nine bucks each. Character cushions. These will be popular. I've already got a few of these. Fifteen bucks a head. The 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 TIE Fighter bedside table is a favourite of mine, as is the lampshade. The lampshade's got uh, an image from the, the Death Star battle at the end of Episode 4, uh, and the, the TIE Fighter bedside table looks like a TIE Fighter, wings and all. Very cool. Uh, but coming in late October, there's going to be more stuff, double-bed Manchester, single-bed Manchester, and a faux mink blanket. There's also an R2-D2 cupboard, would you believe, in the shape of R2-D2, and it's a cupboard. Who would have thought? Other stuff's coming later in the year. You're going to have a, a bedhead, a Star Wars single bedhead. You're also going to have a King single bedhead. There's also a chair and lots of other stuff to look at. We could go on all day and all night about Star Wars. We love it, and we are definitely going to get down to Fantastic Furniture to check out all this stuff as well. There's a one-seater chair, 269. Bedhead's worth 179. Single bedhead, 159. 
single mattress 159 the foam mink blanket is 39 I've got the whole list of all the products when they're dropping. First of October is already past us, so there's already a few, a few things in uh, in stores now. More to come in late October and then in November in the lead up to Christmas, even more. The force is strong with this choice. If you want to see what these things look like, I highly recommend you head over to TechGuide.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Home.au. Next up, we're talking Kogan. Kogan has just released a new Atlas Go Windows 10 tablet. Kogan, a massive electronic online reseller, a retailer, I should say, and they've really showed customers that you don't really need to spend massive money to get decent value. That's what they offer. That, that, that should be their middle name, value. This Atlas Go tablet, which is running Windows 10 Home, has got a 13.3 full high-definition display. It's got 32 gig of built-in storage, 4 gig of RAM, so no slouch in the performance department. Uh, It's running the Intel Gemini Lake quad-core processor. I've never heard of that, but I think for the type of user this will attract, that process should be plenty. It's a quad-core processor. The whole thing weighs in at 1.3 kilograms, so really easy to take it with you, so it's good for work and play. Uh, but the beauty of that, all of this, is that it's all priced at 399 bucks, And this is really competing with the Microsoft Surface tablets. Microsoft Surface tablets, obviously, are way more expensive. They've got way faster processors, way more storage. Uh, so that performance is what you're paying for. And But the Kogan Atlas Go, I think this is kind of more your entry-level product for a person who wants a, a tablet. Uh, it's got a little kickstand at the back. You can buy even a, a little detachable keyboard as well. Uh, that's also available. That's 69 bucks, And there's also an Atlas Go pen because you can write on the screen as you can on Windows. That's $39. Uh, you can also purchase a 128 gig micro SD card for $69. Bucks. Uh, anyone pre-ordering the Atlas Go S300 will receive a bonus 64 gig high-speed micro SD card. But Kogan's also offering the Ultimate Bundle, which includes the Atlas Go S300, the Atlas Go keyboard, and Atlas Go pen, all for 479 bucks. That's the one I'd be buying. They're taking pre-sales now, so you can pre-order it. They're going to ship early November, so you'll have these well before Christmas. So uh, the, the the specs are not too bad at all. They've got on the connectivity side, you've got two USB 3 ports. You've also got uh, fast charging through the USB-C port, battery that's going to last up to five hours. It's got a 5,000 milliamp hour lithium-ion battery on board. They've also There's two USB 3 ports, a micro HDMI port, and uh, just like the Microsoft Surface products, as I mentioned, there's also a little kickstand, so you can position the device at a very comfortable viewing angle or typing angle, up to you. You're running Windows 10 Home, although you can pay to upgrade that to Windows 10, uh, the regular version of Windows 10. Uh, if you want to get onto that, I think that's not a bad deal. If you want a, a, a Windows tablet, 
that can uh, you can double up as a laptop with that keyboard uh, and all of that connectivity. You've got the kickstand as well. Shipping in early November. Uh, that's not a bad price. The Atlas Go S uh, $399. Bucks. The S300, 13.3-inch full HD display. It's not bad. Uh, and you've got all that connectivity as well to connect your peripherals, your printers, whatever you need to do, USB drives, you name it, external hard drives, as well as those accessories as well. If you want to see that for yourself, check out that value. There are links also to the products if you want to order them. You can see all of that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And we've been talking about Orbi. If you need to make your Wi-Fi system even better, then Orbi is the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. It's exactly what you need. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, no complaints. Just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. Well, this has got a dedicated internet connection. Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favorite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximize the speed you're paying for. Orbi sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. We've had a few questions this week for the uh, Tech Guide Help Desk. I did have an interesting question about the new Echo Show uh, and also the existing Echo Spot. These are the Amazon Alexa speakers that have screens built in. So you can uh, see stuff at a glance. You can see your security cameras. You can see a shopping list. But what these Echo devices do is allow show-to-show or spot-to-spot video calls. So if you've got an Echo Spot, for example, and your friend or your mother, your grandparents, whoever's got an Echo Spot as well, and my my Alexa speakers is, is chirping in the background. Alexa, stop. Okay, that's kept it quiet. Now, if you have an Echo Spot, which is what I just told to shut up just now, uh, and if you uh, a relative or a friend has the same thing, you can link together so you can uh, approve each other to be uh, available for video calls, and you can call each other spot to spot. Or if you've got the larger show, which has got the 10-inch screen, even better, same deal. So you can, rather than having to set up a Skype call on your computer, uh, it's really easy, especially for all older users, like you buy, buy maybe your grandparents or your parents one of these things and uh, just tell them how easy it is to set up. And then you can have your little video calls, which are really easy. So no confusion at all. You can just be talking to them in no time through that product. So uh, a question from our reader, is that possible? And absolutely, that is possible. The other question we had was about how to listen to your television wirelessly through Bluetooth headphones. Now, uh, unless you have a really, really modern smart TV that happens to have Bluetooth built in, you can pair that with your headphones. But what about if you've got an older TV that doesn't have Bluetooth? I'm talking any TV with a headphone jack, you can 
create a Bluetooth connection. A, a couple of months ago, we reviewed a product called Airfly. This was a device that connects to your TV's headphone jack and creates a, a Bluetooth connection so that whatever's connected to the headphone jack can be then streamed to uh, through the Airfly to a pair of Bluetooth headphones. It also works on planes. Remember in my review, I spoke about how I could have the in-flight entertainment system, which is has to be a wired system, uh, but you can turn that into a little Bluetooth connection using this Airfly product. I've written about it on Tech Guide. Well worth checking out. If you do want to have that set up at home, you can certainly do that. The other question, and we've had this question a lot over the years, and there are still people, would you believe, converting their content from VHS to DVD slash digital. I include digital because if you've just got them on a file on a hard drive, that's enough. You don't need to burn a DVD nowadays. You can just have it on a hard drive and watch it. That's what I've done with my VHS tapes. So when my kids were young, when they were born, I've converted them to digital. So they're on my computer now on an external hard drive. They're on my NAS, actually, on my network-attached storage. So that is easy to do. And one product that we've used in the past, and they're still going strong, is a product called Roxio, R-O-X-I-O, the Roxio Convert uh, VHS to DVD. And what comes with that is the software, works on Mac, works on PCs. Not only do you get that software, you also get the special hardware as well. Now, what you need at your end are all your VHS tapes that you want to convert, but you also need, and here's where some people fall down, You would, would you believe, you also need an operating VCR. You need a video to play the tapes. So you need to connect the, there's a there's a red, white, yellow plugs, put that in the video. On the other side of that is a USB that goes into your computer and f- press play on the video recorder and record on the software on your computer and you are converting VHS to digital, my friends. Well worth checking out. That is a question I get asked really often. There's still a surprising amount of content that's still sitting on videotapes. I'm sure people listening to this right now have probably got some old tapes laying around. Uh, The bad news for you is that the longer you leave it, the worse it's going to get because VHS tapes, it's a magnetic tape, it deteriorates over time. So the quicker you can get this done, the better the quality you're going to get as your digital copy. We've written about that on Tech Guide as well. You can check that out, Bluetooth uh, device, the AirPlay, as well as the Echo Show and the Echo Spot. All of those stories you can see for yourself, techguide.com.au. Wow, that went quick. That is the end of our show, would you believe? Uh, if you if that went too quick for you, you can just rewind it to the start and listen to it again if you want. But uh, you can read about everything that we've talked about at techguide.com.au. If you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a voice bite. Record your message to me, your question, your mini review, your complaint, whatever you want to get off your chest. Hit up the blue icons that say, got a tech question with the record button. Click on that. Send me a recording. Or if you want to go old school, email will do, info at techguide.com.au. But I won't be able to hear your voice on an email, and I won't be able to play that on the podcast. But if you send me a voice bite, your voice will be on the show right beside mine. We want to give a special shout-out, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.